Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Growing Up Us. I am your host Dominique and whether or not I'm qualified for this shit, I still haven't figured that out yet. And I say I because today it is just me. You get to listen to only me. I apologize, but not really because it's my podcast and I can do what I want. Anyways, we are going to do a listener's tale episode, listener's stories. I posted it on my Instagram and Facebook book growing up us i asked you guys what some of your funniest or your favorite childhood memories were and i got quite a bit of responses and some really hilarious stories that is what we will be doing today so without a further ado let's get into it so some people didn't put their names in them and because they didn't put their names in them, say their names just out of privacy reasons. Uh, if you wanted your name in them, then fine. Some people did put their names in them back in high school. Oh boy. I don't know how long ago that was. Now I feel old. Anyways, back to when I was in my prime, I was head of stage crew my senior year. One day, while diligently painting away my soul, the worst thing happened. I went down to bend over, like into a squat position, and then I reached forward to grab something. The next thing I know, you hear a loud rip sound, and as I stood up, I decided that I was going to spill bright blue paint all over my pants. So, being the smart person I am, and not wanting to leave my team alone, I came up with the idea. I would grab the cleanest, air quotes, paint tarp and some tape and make do with a makeshift toga of sorts that I wore until I got home that day. So, I wore it for about four to five hours. What a great day, and what a lot of laughs. It's funny because I know who sent this in and that was definitely, um, that was, that was definitely an interesting day. Definitely the talk for a couple weeks. We had some really strict rules at stage crew and one of them was no wet paint on the carpet. So we had to take off our shoes and I remember that day your shoes were covered. So we had to give you plastic baggies to put on your feet. <laughs> that was great. Anyway, here we have another one. All right, story number two. I was six years old and we took a family trip to Florida. One night we ate at Fuddruckers and I really liked it because I had never been there before. A few days later, we were at the beach and it was a moderately busy day. I was down splashing around the water, maybe about 10 yards away from my parents. They asked me where I wanted to go to dinner. I shouted, let's go to Redfuckers. They got a lot of looks of dismay, and I said my first swear word without even knowing it. My brother tried to pretend that he, that he didn't know me for the rest of the trip. <laughs> That's so funny. Do you guys ever do that? Do you guys ever pretend like you... Something really embarrassing happens, and you pretend like you don't know the person, and you're like... Um, kind of just put your head down. You kind of keep a safe distance. Put some headphones in. You're like, I'm not part of this family. No? You only me? Okay, great. <laughs> this one is a favorite childhood memory from one of my best friends. My favorite childhood memory is when we would all go to the old beach house for like a week or just spend time together. Our moms and all the kids. I miss those days. We are all grown up and adults now. Life goes by so fast. I do agree. We had some really, really great times at that beach house and I have so many stories from that beach house with these people and 
you never really know how fast life goes by until you look back at pictures or you go back and see your memory bank and you're like, wow, I had a really good childhood and I was really fortunate enough to like grow up going down to the beach and having a beach house and just some of the best memories were made there. (laughs) And I was talking about it the other day to somebody. One of my favorite memories is I would go to play with the neighborhood kids by my beach house and one of our favorite places to go play was in a sewage ditch. So it was like right by the road. You had a little hole and then you crawled into it and there was a crate up top and the kids could see you. Well, we figured out if we all used our tiny little muscles, we could pull up this crate and wiggle down into it. And we used to sit down there and just play. And looking back, it was not the safest thing to do or the most sanitary thing to do, but it was still a lot of fun. All right, here is another one. Was at a bank ready to put my cash into the bank as most of us did back in the 1980s before ATMs and direct deposit. I was in high school as a part-time job, wanted to put some cash away and have some spending money. Where a woman in line in front of me with an unruly little boy. He was ripping the ropes off and the poles that kept you in line and causing havoc. She finally had enough, grabbed the little boy, and forced him to sit down on the couch and told him to stay put until she was done with her banking. Reasonable worker. After she got back in line, the little boy started screaming, You broke my balls! You broke my balls! <laughs> We were all alarmed because how hard she sat the boy on the couch. We thought that she hurt him when he started screaming. The boy reached around and pulled two flat ping pong <laughs> ping pong balls from his back pocket and showed us his broken balls. It was hilarious. Oh my god. That's <laughs> so fake. Oh my god. Here's another one. At summer camp. Not band camp. This boy was running around a tree stump with another boy and they were playing tag. Well, the tag got a little rough and they were running around the tree stump. One boy jumped up on the tree stump and went to go jump down and pushed another boy into the stump that had a sharp, jagged edge. Well, wouldn't you know that me and all the other kids just heard this really loud scream while we were eating lunch. We all look over and there is this boy with a huge gash ripped out of his leg. And I am sitting there and I couldn't tell what happened at first. And I'm looking and it's messed up because this the way that this kid's skin ripped off looked like almost like a dolphin. Oh, like did he draw on himself? It kind of looks like a dolphin. Little did I know. No, his skin was hanging down so badly that there's blood and he decided that he was instead of calmly walking he ran back to the building and he started to rip it even further and his tendons and bone were showing and yeah that was a that was a really gruesome day and i'm pretty sure that kid still has a scar but who knows it it was it it was gross all right the hammock This is what the story is called back in the day when me and my sister were about three or five her being three, me being five, we had a hammock in our backyard. So as us kids, playing on the hammock was one of the best childhood memories. <laughs> you know, putting your little sister or your friends into a hammock, closing it up around them, and then swinging them violently back and forth. Yeah, that kind of fun shit. Anyways, me and my sister were doing exactly that. It was her turn to be in the middle, so I picked her up, put her in, told her to sit still or lay- and lay down, 
and as I wrapped the hammock around her. You know, like a little cocoon. All snug as a bug in a rug. <laughs> I started off slow because, you know, she's three and you have to be careful with that shit. <laughs> I mean, okay, like, how you refer to your sister as that? As I slowly start rocking her back and forth, back and forth, she begins to squirm. I had to yell at her and tell her to sit still or she could get hurt. And then I slowly start making her go faster. My goal at this point was to make her go all the way around without hopefully having fall out. She says that she wants to stop, but obviously being the older sister, I don't want to listen and don't take it seriously. So as I go to swing her around and around, she pokes her head out of the hammock and goes no wait face as green <laughs> oh no face so green that you would have swore she is shrek as she pops up her little head the hammock is going upside down my sister falls out proceeds to projectile vomit on her way down covering the hammock herself and myself in nothing but vile vomit Needless to say, I have never set foot back in a hammock, and I never will, because now I'm scared that I'm just gonna throw up. Oh my god, no. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> oh no. That is so bad. Why are some of these so gross? Here is quite a long one, so you're gonna bear with me, guys. Once upon a time, there was a newly licensed teenage idiot, we'll call her Jen, that with the peer pressure of her idiot best friend, we'll call her Jen also, and a few other idiot friends decided to take a ride to Rehoboth Beach one warm, sunny summer weekend. So if you guys haven't caught on, this is a story about my mom and me and Jen. <laughs> While driving along Route 1 South, we were listening to our favorite songs on the radio, laughing and having a grand old time, as we moved it along and alongside Jen's car, and was equipped with guys and beer. We did the only thing that we know how to do best, flirt and carry on like we were too cool, and try to obtain alcohol. That was always our objective. Score boys and alcohol. <laughs> as we continued on for a few miles, I thought it would be a good idea to try to get the guys that were driving to throw beer into the car while we were driving. You know. That makes sense. See, the guys weren't very cute, but they had alcohol, and that's all that mattered. We knew if we had pulled over to get the beer, we'd have to pretend that we liked them and possibly be see them again. All we really wanted was the beer they had. Actually, I'm not even sure if they really wanted the beer. I just wanted to see if we could get it, them to give us the beer. I decided to scream over to the car to just throw the beer into the window. Jen didn't think this was such a good idea, especially just attaining her license and driving to the beach for the first time. She kept telling me no, but I was laughing. Her friend Sharon and some others encouraged me to continue encouraging the guys. Jen didn't want the guys to throw the beer because she wasn't too sure if they were able to keep the car steady long enough, not to mention it might smack her in the face. I reassured her that I would catch it and just to keep the car steady as the guys would try to get closer to us as possible. While leaning over Jen to get ready to catch the beer, my knee my knee went through the car into neutral. Jen panicked and started swerving uncontrollably. The driver of the other car noticed that Jen was starting to swerve and that car started to swerve as well. Jen was trying to avoid missing the car and the car started to screech and squeal along Route 1. Everybody was either laughing or screaming. Jem was in panic and told me to move and sit down. I told her I didn't have a beer yet because they hadn't thrown it. She said she didn't care. 
I was determined to get that beer with the, with the encouragement of the backseat going. Going, the guys finally threw the beer and I caught it. Jen finally veered off Route 1 and into a slight ditch embarkment. I got out of the car and was laughing so hard that I was pissing my pants. Jen was mortified and so upset. We were so excited that we got the beer. Sharon was trying to convince Jen that she did a good job. No, God. <laughs> the best part of the whole thing to this day is what the sound of the car made. For six miles, all you heard was irk, irk, irk. I laughed harder with each irk. I just wasn't sure if we were going to die and where Jim would get the car in control. As I knew it, I was too excited because I actually caught the beer. There are plenty more stories I'm sure I'm leaving out. The sounds is what gets me every time and what we will always remember. Jim was a wreck in the entire weekend and for many years of the story to come, but to this day, we still laugh about it uncontrollably. As I'm writing this, P.S. The beer was warm and we never drank it. The moral of the story is pull over before you be yourself. <laughs> I'm glad that that's the moral of the story. <laughs> that's terrible. Oh my goodness. There are just some things that um you shouldn't do for alcohol and especially warm beer. Ugh. And uncute guys. Yeah, no thank you. When I was four, my father told me that if a car slowed down in front of me, that I should run away because it might try to kidnap me. Good advice but our house and my swing set were right next to the stop sign. I would run full throttle through the house every time a car came by, about once every five minutes. <laughs> every time, and I mean every time I say that I can't stand tomatoes, somebody emerges from the mist and offers me an heirloom cherry tomato from their garden. It's good, it's sweet. You'll like it, they will. My attempts to deflect them with my no thank yous and jokes about how their relatives to Deadly Nightshade to no avail. They come, is really? <laughs> I have to Google that. They, they continue to attempt O forces around the orbs upon me. I give to their plead and take a bite. It's okay, I guess. I whimper as my eyes water and I struggle not to gag on the sour, mushy hell fruit. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> there are some people really just don't like shit. Here is a dressing room story. I was in a dressing room. I was 16. I was in a hurry to try to put on a pair of pants. Didn't want to take the time to take off my shoes. And I mean, why would you? Dressing room floors are kind of gross. So I tried to, so I tried to pull the pants over my shoes. Door was like an old saloon door, two swinging doors that would open in the middle. I began to fall. Instantly, I reached out to catch myself on the closest thing the doors. They swung open and I just kept on falling. Out of the door and to the side, falling like a tree. The door swung shut. I thought, oh my gosh, there are two young cute guys at the counter just looking at me like I was kidding around. I couldn't get up either. So I turned over to my knees and crawled backwards under the door. The worst part was I needed those pants for a date and I had to go out acting like nothing happened and go back to the desk to buy them. Well, either they didn't notice or they were awfully nice because they never let on a laugh when I went up there. One of my childhood stories. Here you guys go. A little snippet from my childhood. So it was back in the day when we still had to stand outside for the bus stop. You know, just a couple of little elementary school kids waiting on my porch because at the time it was only three of us. The other neighborhood boys got a ride to school. So it's me and two other girls, an older sister and a younger sister. We are just casually waiting for our bus the younger sister was a little bit chaotic. She also kind of had a bad temper. 
Well, at my old house, we had these two huge pine trees, and during the winter, all the pine cones would fall to the floor. For some reason, the younger sister, despite the older sister telling her not to, thought it would be a good idea to throw all the fallen pine cones at cars and trucks that passed by. Now, I lived on a major road, so there was quite a few of them. And, okay, so the trucks I could see, no harm, no done. But then she made the mistake of throwing a pine cone at a particularly nice car. Now, I was a little kid and I didn't know what car it was and I probably still couldn't even tell you what car it was but that's besides the point. This little girl chucked this pine cone so hard that it hit the guy's car, and for some reason, in the dead of winter, he had his sunroof open. So the pine cone landed inside of his car. Wouldn't you know that this man pulled over and he was in for a vengeance. He pulled over hard on the side of the road, almost into a snowbank, remind you. Gets out of the car and yells, who the fuck threw that pine cone? Me and the young girl sister just stood frozen silent and the little girl began to cry, saying that she was so sorry. Well, this dude didn't give two shits. He told this little girl that she was in big, big trouble and that he was going to leave a on her parents' door. Now, this is kind of weird to me, but he made this girl tell him where she lived, and thinking back at it while I'm older is probably not the best thing that should have happened, but oh well. So this man writes a note and puts it on the door. When we came home after school, we would go over to their house, and the dad read us the note aloud, and pretty much what the note says, to the best of my knowledge, is that the little girl was very disrespectful, threw a pine cone at his brand new car, and scratched up the paint, the family, more importantly, the little girl, would be paying for the damages done to his car and that he could just pay it forward to the person. Um, it's a pine cone. It went directly into your car. I really doubt that it did any damage. More, I think it just more or less hurt your feelings. But yeah, anyways. So how many of you guys remember a toy called Furbies? These little monsters were either your favorite toy or your absolutely worst nightmare. And I don't know about you, but I really loved Furbies until I had one, especially one in particular. So here is another story about my Furby. I had this Furby. It was a pretty basic one. We had white and gray markings, and I believe it had some pink ears. Anyways, that's besides the point. I got this Furby at a yard sale. I was super excited because I had paid for it myself. I had no idea what to do with the Furby. It was my first one, so I just thought it was so cute. Once I had turned it on, because it for some reason was turned off, little did I know why, the Furby began to just cry. Now, I didn't know that Furbies could cry, but this one sure did. And he just kept saying, feed me, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. Feed me Seymour. I didn't know that you had to feed Furbies and I didn't have anything to feed it with. I literally just had the Furby. Well, the Furby did not stop talking. It was getting to the point where my love for this Furby after about 10 minutes was surely dying. So I thought of the best thing that I could do. Starting to get creeped out by this Furby and just really wanting it to stop, I thought that the best option was to lock it in a closet. That's right. I put this damn demonic fur thing into a closet and locked it. Now, it did stop eventually. So I thought, hey, I'm in the clear. Well, we're gonna fast forward two to three weeks. 
And I had completely forgotten this Furby. Small children minds. They move fast, kind of like goldfish. Got the attention span of, yeah, a goldfish. Anyways, I'm walking past this said closet when I hear, feed me. I stopped dead in my track. What the fuck? I thought to myself, and obviously I didn't say fuck in my 10-year-old head. But anyways, I just stopped dead in my tracks by this closet, thinking there's no way that this thing still is alive. I've heard about people um, killing their Furbies, you know, they make that flatline sound. But I just thought that maybe the batteries would have died. I hadn't heard it for two to three weeks anyways. As I was about to walk away, all you heard again was, feed me, hungry. And then the snoring sound. Did you know that Furbies could make snoring sounds? Cause I sure as hell didn't. Anyways, I take the Furby out of the closet and of course it doesn't make another sound. I just proceeded to walk outside to the trash bin and toss the Furby away. What a waste of money. I don't blame myself for throwing it away now because I did not want that demonic shit in my house. Nevertheless, I never had another Furby and I know plenty of people who have had the same experience as I did. No, I don't know if they locked them in a closet as well, but I know that they had some pretty freaky shit. (laughs) That sounds so dirty. So I have one more story for you guys today and this is called the basketball incident. So it was one gloomy day and we had indoor recess because it was raining. You know, those days where you really didn't have anything better to do. So for indoor recess, our teacher decided to take us down to the gym instead of playing in the classroom like we were supposed to. Everybody was super excited because this rarely ever happened. It rarely rained where I was. It was usually just dry. So rainy days and indoor recess were actually pretty fun. It got us out of the heat for a little bit. We went into the gym and our teacher asked us what we wanted to do. The majority of us being boys all said that we wanted to play basketball while the girls did and did whatever girls do. So it was a group of five of us into a little team and we decided that we were going to see who could run up and down the auditorium the fastest with the ball. Yes, our gym and auditorium were pretty much the same place. Did anybody else have that or was it just my weird ass elementary school? More on that later or in another story. But anyways, back to the point. We decided that we were going to see who could run up and down the auditorium the fastest with these balls. We all started at the far end corner. Made sure my shoes were tied because, you know, I was kind of smart and didn't want to make myself look like a fool. Dot, dot, dot. Little did I know. We have our hands on the wall, one hand on the wall, and one with the ball. The objective was that you had to dribble the balls as fast as you could down the auditorium and in back. Whoever made it first obviously was the winner. But there was a kicker. The girls didn't want to move, so we had to try to make do around them because when we asked them to move, the teacher told us that we weren't in the right. Whatever. So, on the count of three, we took off. One two, three. We started dribbling as fast as we could with the balls, you know, just our short little quirky legs running up and down the auditorium, trying to do uh, the worst possible hand-eye coordination for a kid at my age, which was about six or seven. As I start to dribble the ball, and I I know that I'm winning, I can see in my peripheral vision that other kids are pretty far behind. One kid, you know, loses a shoe. He didn't tie his shoelaces like I did. And another kid cannot control this ball. It is going every which way, and he's chasing after it. The other two kids, I have no clue, but I know that they're not too far behind, but I'm still in the lead. Being the dumbass that I was, I decided that I was going to look behind me, which you should never do when you're in a race. As I turn 
in my head, back to see where I was going in the right direction and dribbling the ball. My life flashes before my small child eyes. There I was, heading straight for the pile of girls sitting on the floor, the ones that we were deliberately supposed to avoid. God damn it, why didn't they have to move? All of a sudden, before I knew it, before I could even stop, I'd trip over the one girl, did a somersault, and landed flat on the other. They all started to cry, saying that I hurt them and I hurt their imaginary pets and that I was sitting on them and stepping on them. And one of the girls got up, grabbed the ball, and said, you're a jerk, and threw it straight at my head. All I remember the next is waking up in the nurse's office with an ice pack on my head. And all I can remember then is, wow, I have learned one of two things from this situation. One, I really hate basketball. And two, I really hate girls. Funny to say that now, considering that I I am married to a man. Oh, God. (laughs) So I guess it's not that bad after all. Thanks for listening to my story and why I hate basketball. And no, I don't hate women. I just prefer men. (laughs) That's great. Alrighty you guys i'm gonna cut it a little bit short because i have to go out to dinner so thank you so 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 much for tuning into our very first listener story listener episode i appreciate you guys so much and just wanted to get you out some content again sorry if i cut it short anyways i was your host dominique and this is growing up us podcast you can find us at growing up us underscore podcast on instagram you can find us on uh facebook at facebook.com slash growing up us group it is super fun i keep you guys as updated as i can on there if you would like to support this amazing podcast and really keep it going you can donate on the anchorage page and i am going to be coming out with a patreon for you guys soon so you can get maybe some videos of the podcast doing a recording you guys can get some cute little gifts little shout out but that would really help i would really appreciate it and like always i love you guys so so much and i'm trying to figure out if you're qualified for this shit have a good one and i will see you guys soon Bye.